Welcome to A Spoonful of Podcast, where we dive into the magic of Disney destinations, searching for a great big beautiful tomorrow. Broadcasting from the backside of water. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 97 of A Spoonful of Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Dickens, here with Mr. Brian G. Alloway. Come on, Brian, do the conga. We know you can do it. <laughs> no. Can you do it any longer? No, conga? I can't. And I can't. And I hate that song, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the conga. But anyway, I, when I'm at a wedding, I will never dance the conga. I will never. Uh, I'll do the Humpty dance, but I will not do the conga. Um, oh, my gosh. Okay. So <laughs> I am very excited today. We have uh, we have a guest and um, Heather Bador. And that's me. She is. She's a true Disney insider, and which which is something that's you know we we need to have more of these and. Um, she was previously a cast member, a little bit of background, and she's the host of the Sideshow podcast, uh, among others. And um, I really think that's great that she she took the time to spend spend some time with us, and um, we're gonna have some fun t- fun today with some topics. Yes, welcome, Heather. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Oh, shucks, you guys, you're so sweet. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm so excited because I could talk Disney all day long in my sleep, and here I am, and I get to talk with you, fine folks. And uh, I'm excited to get going. <laughs> Let's yeah, go. It's, it's great. So, <laughs> so, Brian, thanks for coming up with today's topics. And kind yeah. of we'll, we'll get the buzz out here. So we're going to kind of talk about which, you, you know, Spoonies, every time we talk about uh, the top whatever's, it always turns into longer than top five or top ten or whatever. So we're just going to just list things in two different categories. One being the top five things that you like that Disney has done in the parks that are new. They have done some good things. And then. The other side of the spectrum would be uh, the top things that you would kind of see want to change or return from things that have gone away. So both of those things, we'll banter back and forth. We'll just kind of open the floor. So Heather, you're our guest. Why don't you go first? Be oh, our goody. guest. Be our 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 guest. Okay. Um, <laughs> sure. Put me in the spotlight. That's okay. Um, so let's yep. go through. Yep. That's fine. Um, so my top five things or top things that are new or changed um, that I like. <laughs> let's just hit the elephant right in the room. Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Oh, oh yeah. My God, um, I have a friend who every single morning he lives in celebration. Every single morning, will do a reservation just to get in the queue, go to the park, <sighs> and then go back to work. <laughs> what a life! I know, right? right? Um, I mean, Brian, you're sitting here just never done it yet. No. Just, can't wait. Well, when you guys come here, because I'm only about 15 minutes from the park myself, we will go do that. Um, just hold on to your britches. It is spectacular. It's fully integrative. The pre-show is amazing um you are there you are enjoying the banter of the characters and the ride itself is always different there's different songs that play 
I could not tell you what the track is. I cannot tell you how fast that thing goes. All I know is that I kind of like have this Disney magic blackout where <laughs> I just sit there every single time I see the photo pop up um, on PhotoPass. And I'm like, I don't think I've ever looked that ridiculously happy. <laughs> but it's so much fun and you like jam out to the music. But it is so clean. I'm so jealous. I have to go on oh, this. Oh, no. Don't be jealous. Well, come on down. Well, so let's land here for a second because, you know, this is something that Brian and I talked a lot about because, you know, I rode Rise of the Resistance first and then I was trying to get Brian down to ride Rise of the Resistance. I was like, come on, come on. So then finally, no, he he did it. And the first time he did it was with me, which is exactly what I wanted him to do. Yes. And so I wanted to look at him and be like, what is your face going to look like when you get off (laughs) and whatever? And, you know, he was jaw dropped because this was a new you know, this was a new immersive experience and this yes. is what Imagineering wants to do. They want to, to present a storytelling environment mm-hmm. and they want you to be fully immersed. They don't want to just give you a coaster. They don't want to just throw you on a ride. Right. They want you to be a part of something that is immersed and that tells a story of a narrative that they are proposing. And then the whole point of what we said after that was one of the first topics we said once we got off that ride was, this is now a bar that is set so high. Absolutely. What is Disney going to do? And from what I'm hearing, Guardians is hitting and maybe exceeding in some people's opinions that bar, which is 100%. great. 100%. Which is what, you know, so now Imagineering has to keep up with that bar. So my the future of Disney and Walt Disney World and Disneyland is going to be keeping that bar high. I think and they they're going to have now. to keep. They're going to have everything that they bring in new can't be can't be less than this because people will say, "Well, wait, come on, it's not Guardians." That's what's going to happen now. We're going to see that going forward. I don't know because, you know, they thought they were going to do the full immersive experience with Ratatouille. And Ratatouille is great. I got the opportunity to go in Disneyland Paris and you go through the entire courtyard and you're there and it's France. And I think it's beautiful. And they literally took the footprint of the one in Paris and brought it here. And I think that's really cool. Could they have done it better? Probably. But you know what? I still love it. And it's also an exciting time because remember... Epcot was never to have any characters that were going to be in the park. Right. If you if you want the Disney Insider thing, and I'm sure you guys know this, do you remember Hidden Mickey's? Everyone knows a Hidden Mickey. Oh, they started in Epcot. Why do they start in Epcot? Because the only park you could visit characters or see characters or see a show with characters or anything that was uh, fictional was a Magic Kingdom. So the Imagineers and the artists and the ride operate ride creation team. They started hiding characters or hidden Mickeys throughout Epcot because they wanted characters to still be in the park. And here we are almost 40 years later, and we are getting fictional Disney characters all over the parks. But we we can't get Figment, though. Wait a second now. I want Figment. We have Figgy. You never see him. You You have a blip blip of Figgy. We have a blip of Figgy, and sometimes he comes out. He's my favorite. He's actually, I I got a pop socket, and I hate pop sockets, but it's a lenticular. (laughs) No, it's true. I will show you a picture. It's a lenticular Figment, and that is on the back of my phone, and that makes me happy all day long. Okay. That's so cool. Oh, yeah. Like, um, you know, the whole thing with the figment popcorn bucket that everyone waited 900 uh-huh. hours for? Yes. Yeah, I wasn't one of those people. I was there that day, and I said, no, screw this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, I'm glad you didn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But my best friend was adamant about it, and some guy was selling it on Facebook Marketplace for just about the price of retail, and I got it. I said, you're not getting it back. It's so cute. <laughs> and... 
they they bribed me um and i was okay with it they actually found a vintage figment plush from the opening of the park and he sits on my desk every day and they can have their popcorn bucket okay there you go there you go go. yeah so brian so uh heather did one let's let's kind of go back and forth and stay in this uh the things that you like that are new category, Brian. Do you want to go next? And we'll, well just kind you, of stay here as long as we want to. And then, yeah, we'll... you, you you guys kind of you 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 hedged on one. I was going to talk about the trackless rides because I do like that whole concept. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to jump to a different one then. Forget it because you kind of you kind of touched on that. But I'm going to say, and and this might not be something that people agree with, but I tend to like it because it cuts down on one less, it gives me one less crowd or line to walk in mobile dining. I'm getting, mm-hmm. I am, I like the mobile ordering. I think it's a good process. I think, you know, with, if more people use it, it will save a lot of troubles. We wait in enough lines during the day in any Disney park. If you can, if you, if you can reduce one or two during the day by using mobile, mobile ordering, I think it's pretty good. Now, it is. It does go against one thing that I always say is I think we spend way too much time on our phones right now, <laughs> and that's a problem. But this is a positive one, so I, I I will say mobile mobile dining, and I just want to hear what you guys have to say about that. Yeah, Heather, go ahead. Oh, oh boy. Um, <laughs> well, with somebody with allergies, um, mobile dining doesn't work for me all the time, but oh. it does. I know it does make it a little bit more efficient going into the restaurants because all I have to do is go to quick service and I say, hi, allergy line, please. They fast forward me right over to where they have an awaiting cast member who has a binder that has all of the ingredients. Um, so some things, yes, I know I can order a burger or something of that effect, but because there's so much cross-contamination. Um, it's not necessarily that mobile dining is a bad thing on my list. I just wish I could utilize it more or that I could specify allergies. Um, well, that's actually, I, there you go. This yeah. is, maybe somebody will hear this and then they, they, they could come up with something. And I would, right? I would Get like on to it, s- Disney. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I'd like to see the evolution of mobile dining go into something that is better for, for those with allergies. But, mm-hmm. you know... <laughs> Mobile dining, look, this was my one of my best kept secrets pre COVID because mobile dining was the way that you could skip the lines, man. Mm-hmm. You, before COVID, which, you know, what the when COVID came and the parks started opening back up, they were very much trying to push cashless, uh, yep. don't don't go to the, the terminals, use mobile dining. A lot of places only use mobile dining. So you had to figure out how to do mobile ordering on the app and it was a big learning curve for and a lot of people. Sometimes the app didn't work or their system well, was hey, down. That's a whole oh, other story, yeah. right? <laughs> Disney IT. We love it. Uh, but <laughs> anyways, so I loved having the mobile order option because um I could skip the lines. All these people mm-hmm. would be in line and I'd go up there and get my food and people looking at me like, How did that Joe Schmo just come out of the crowd and come <laughs> up there and get his food? Yeah, it's a VIP line. Now are you a popcorn bucket or sipper collector? No, neither. Because of those. that that was the trick. And I'm not either one of those either, but my best friend is. And uh, let me tell you, it was much easier to mobile order the Jack Skellington sipper instead of waiting the three hours that people were waiting online. Because I just walked in, I grabbed it, and I went. And they looked at me like, who is this girl? And I was like, hi, mobile ordering. Yeah, <laughs> and, and mobile That's order. That was... Second of all, who waits three hours for a Jack Skellington? Who Skel- waits Skel- eight or I nine mean, hours for um, a figment popcorn? No one. No one with <laughs> no. no one in their right mind. Lots of people. Right. That's the yeah. difference. Yeah, that's <laughs> the, thing, I, the only way I could say is if you, if if you really, which I mean, Heather, you're local, but I was I was going to say yeah. people that are local, you're you're not going to see the average family vacationer the once twice a year, which is makes up most of the Disney of world. You know. Um, populace, 
they're not going to wait that long for a popcorn bucket. They're, no, but they're... people were flying in just to get that popcorn bucket. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I'm going, spend some time with your family. Um, spend oh, eight brother. hours not baking in the yeah, sun. I, I just don't, um, I don't understand this. I don't understand that. <laughs> if they were if they were giving out gold, solid gold Mickey figurines, maybe I'd wait four or five hours. But I would not. There's nothing in this world that, that is that is that important for me to waste my time. Right. I value my time too much. But anyway, house is pretty good. Enough, though, enough oh, of that. House. Enough of that. We'll go. Let's go on to the next one because. All right. So I think, <laughs> here's. Here's one thing that's new, and this is going to kind of seem like a pulling out of left field, or maybe not. Um, it's not something that we've thought about a lot recently because we've had it hmm. for a little while, and that is the Disney Skyliner. Oh, I love um, it. The Skyliner brings this whole aspect of which I know that there used to be a you know gondola system in the sky in Magic Kingdom years ago when it was you know first the Skyway system was there, but this this connects you to other resorts, and this gives an edge. You know, for a while there, because I was a very we're very budget conscientious family. Sure. And, you know, we were very value resort oriented and we didn't have the luxury luxuries of the DVC like Brian and Brian <laughs> and, and Brian and other people like Brian. Hey, my family's been uh, DVC since 94. Uh, hey, we, we love DVC here. I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting for my time. But anyways, uh, time, I, promise. I know. So the all-star resorts and pop century, you know, you didn't really have much of a difference between them. There was, there were some pluses and some minuses, but that, sure. Skyliner introduction changed the game for Pop Century. Uh, to me, that added a whole level of value to the value. That that added some worth to that. You not only could go resort hopping uh, without question to some of these. You know, going from Pop Century or Caribbean Beach to Riviera or mm-hmm. to the whole the whole boardwalk area, and and yeah. going around to Swan Dolphin Beach Yacht Boardwalk, all those areas, eating, going out. It was so much easier with the introduction of the Skyliner and. Brian, on I think that was the trip we were on together in November when that was really your first time on it too, and you saw the worth of it. And I saw the worth of it, but I also saw the horror of it because I, it, I, it and I've be, talked yeah. about this. Oh no! Walt, if Walt Disney saw saw the, what we were allowed to see, oh, we yeah. see the dredges and the dumpsters <laughs> and the pieces, the parts of Walt Disney World that you do not want to see. Yes, but keep but, in mind that true Disney fans, they love that stuff. I love that. I will sit and go on like, do the you like to see the dumpsters? Just to see contr- uh, yeah. I, said, look, I mean, not look, the dumpsters there's, necessarily. There's but... the chicken legs. Yeah. That's, <laughs> no, I, 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 I understand. And I, and the Skyliner is awesome, so I'm not going to tell you yeah. it's not. It is awesome, but I think that part of it just kind of bothers me. I think, well, the biggest they have diverted it a little bit. They have diverted it a little bit. Yeah, the biggest, most glaring thing to me is when you are approaching Epcot and you're seeing mm. the whole France, the whole backside of France, just painted this like dark green color. But do you know what that green's called? Well, there's go away green, but I don't know if mm-hmm. that is necessarily go away green. It's go away green. It 100% is Disney green because it's not, well, maybe you're just looking for it. (laughs) But to me, I like seeing that back lot stuff, especially because I was a cast member for years. I still love that magic and I'm not killing the magic, but I'm enjoying the appreciation that when I'm in France and I'm about to go on Ratatouille, I don't think that those are building facades. I believe that I'm there. Yeah. And I love that. But let me tell you something else about the Skyliner boys. Uh, Uh Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. No, good things. I love the Skyliner, and I'm part of this group. I know Brian's part of this group, too. Disney Day Drinkers Club. Let me tell you, doing a pub crawl on the Skyliner, not having to worry about driving, is fantastic. And you can visit all the different hotels without having to drive, beg your way in through security, ask them to let you park there, or have to worry about 
any of that. You get on, you go enjoy, you get to spend more time with your friends and family, and you get to hang out. And I love that so much. Yeah, it is. It is. It's added. It's added this other dimension of transportation that I, you know, maybe maybe the original monorail was going to to do that, but the Skyliner is way more flexible with that too Mm because you can get around and it's quick. That's the thing that amazes me is how quick you are from one spot to another. And I've ridden it. I've yeah, I've I've ridden it in the middle of the hot hot sun and the summer, and you know what? It still felt like there was a fan on. People were so worried. Do you remember they were freaking yes. out oh, when yeah. they first came out and said, "Oh my God, there's no air conditioning. What do we do?" And I'm, I had friends that actually, if you remember, there was a time when people got stuck for several yes. hours. Yes. Oh yeah. I had multiple friends that were actually stuck in the sky, um, but they took it in stride. And now look where we are. We're not really having that many issues with it, but it's pretty cool. I love it. Yeah, it was a great, yeah. great addition. Let's yeah. each do one more of things that okay. we like that are new, and then we'll go on to things that change. Okay. So we go can ahead, not you're, go you're forever. Right. Yep, oh gosh, um, how do I incorporate all of these? I'm gonna, I'm gonna shove all of them together in one quick one. You ready? Let's see do if it. I can make just one cheat. whole sentence. Just cheat, do it. <laughs> um, okay, so Epcot is always in festival now, so I don't ever have to worry about. There's like maybe one weekend out of the entire year, or in between seasons, where they switch stuff over. As a local, I love that time, but I love that I can go see musicians. I love I can see artists and try different food all the time. I'll talk really fast. Then when I want to go buy Epcot merchandise or any merchandise in the parks, then I can go over to, let's go back to that mobile app and how convenient that is for my Disney experience. I can shop in store on my mobile app. I love that. Holy moly, because people look at me because they're standing on a line for an hour and they're like, how did you just do that? And I said, hi, really quick and easy. Here you go. And the cast members looking at me, they're like, do you want a job? And I said, thanks. Already been there, done that. <laughs> but then I'm going to take the Skyliner over to uh, Hollywood Studios because I'm going to go to Galaxy's Edge. We've already touched on Rise of the Resistance and that full immersive experience. And here's where I'm going to come as a local and come local proud. So I do a lot of work with our local restaurants and event venues. And I am loving this moment that Disney Springs is having where they're getting rid of a lot more of corporate America and they're focusing on local business owners. That is so cool. That is great. My yeah. buddy owns Gideon's. Uh, I know yeah. the people that own the Polite Pig and, you know, Boathouse. Yeah, there may be a corporate company, but it's locally sourced. And having so many nice little local touches that we get to showcase to all of these people coming in from all over the world blows my mind. It's one of my favorite things. And that's my mall. I can go to Millennium Mall, which is across the street from my house, but I can drive 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, I'll deal with the parking garage. That's a whole other story. But (laughs) But how are prices comparable to your regular local mall? That's an interesting question to ask a local. Oh, prices as far as restaurants or shops? Shops. No, honestly, I mean, it's about the same price. There's really not a big difference. For some reason, I assumed that they they marked everything up $2 because they were in Disney Springs. Okay. Nope. And honestly, in certain parts of Orlando, taxes more than it is at Disney. Hmm. Interesting, but no, I don't. I don't see markups. I will tell you my favorite thing. You know, Evan brought up Boathouse um, briefly. I love love Boathouse. I love Boathouse. Let me tell you, best fifteen dollars you'll ever spend for a nice sit-down restaurant in Disney Springs is at Boathouse. You go out to the back dock, you order the fillet sliders, and you get a side of Caesar salad. Have you heard? That's like that's our that's our uh, (laughs) that's the spoonful of podcast lunch. There, we 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 recommend that to everybody now. That's so funny. I joke. And, I always joke and say I have the cult of Boathouse because I keep getting people to, to go to Boathouse that's <laughs> never too. been, and then they're oh, like, yeah. they 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 
they're like, okay, I'll, I'll go forever now. And I'm like, yes, welcome <laughs> to the cult of Boathouse. Right? Have you, and some of my very good friends actually used to be managers there. And I met them when they were managers. And now they're doing other things, which are amazing, like driving Ampha cars and doing cool stuff on roller coasters. But being there, I will celebrate my birthday there. Have you guys ever celebrated a birthday? Not there, no. Not there, no. You get a gigantic piece of chocolate cake with ice cream. And I mean, I'm talking about maybe a foot tall, if not taller. Mm. There you go. Yeah. See, now now we have, I have my stomach growling. Good old diabetes that. right there. Oh, yeah. So there you go. I wrapped up all of you my did. three little things. There you go. And the ball's in your court, guys. Go ahead. <laughs> all right. I- I'm going to jump. I'm going to jump. Um, I'm going to pull one out that uh, I've... I've I'm gonna put. I'm gonna push a a resort, uh, at you. Uh, this is a new. This is not a new resort, but this is a new addition to an existing resort. So okay. you, any of y'all are picking up on this, but mm-hmm. I have stayed here twice, and both times I have felt that this moderate addition was a deluxe, and that is the Grand Destino Tower at Coronado Springs. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Um, it is absolutely gorgeous. Um, Coronado Springs. People have given it a bad rep because, of course, you know, you only have bus transportation. You don't have other means. You don't have boat. You don't have monorail. You don't have Skyliner. But that's okay because what people forget is that Coronado Springs is very centrally located. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a great to travel to any of the parks. It's not very long distant at all. Um, the restaurants at Grand Estino Tower, not just three bridges, but, you know, you have Toledo, you have Rick's, you have the El Mercado food court. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of food options there and the resort itself is beautiful, but that tower with, you know, the espresso bar in the basement, but all the floors, the elevators are so cool. But anyways, that's a whole other (laughs) side story. But the rooms to me, it just, it just feels like a, I mean, if it's moderate, it's very, very high, which I know it is still a moderate category, but it's, it feels very (laughs) fancy to me. And, um, I, well, I well it's a you know it's a corporate deals. you know it was originally a corporate hotel it was, it was. more it was a convention center it, yeah it was yeah. a convention center right and so they made it a certain way because of that and it, and it then it got passed over because other things like the yacht club and right and contemporary and that, those became the the more desirable convention centers most of the most of the shows I or conventions I go to are usually in yacht club or contemporary because they're they mm-hmm. can hold more um and so now they're trying to they're trying to make it more of a, a place that people want to go and i think they're doing a good job because it does have one of the better pools and the more better pools i've said that many it times does. i i love that pool there yeah. the setup is amazing the theming mm-hmm. is great um yes you have to walk a lot in that place but it's a it's a good resort now yeah you're right it does get a bad rap but it's it's pretty it's a great property um so, so if I ever need to look for you, we'll find you on the elevators in the tower. Delete yeah, that, okay. that's right. I'll, you'll find me <laughs> pressing the screens and tell me to go to A, B, C, D, E, or F or whatever. And yeah. But <laughs> Just it's, the whole alphabet. It's fine. Right. But yeah, we enjoy Grand Estino Tower. It's, it's definitely not my favorite resort. I, not that it's, I don't like it. I do like it. I just have others that are more of my favorite. But I just want to say that is something that's new-ish. I think mm-hmm. it was 2017 or 18, something. Around there. I, I don't know the exact date, but it's it's fairly new the addition of the tower. And I mm-hmm. think that, um, I think it's worth it. I think it's worth it to, if you are a moderate category vacationer and you know, you don't want to splurge as much on deluxe, you don't, maybe you don't want to do value. You want to stay in that moderate. Right. I think it's one of the, the better or best choices you can do. And now I love me some Port Orleans family now too, but <laughs> the tower is very nice. So yeah, and that's and that's a property that doesn't really get mentioned a lot. It kind of gets forgotten off to the sidelines because it had that reputation. So that's nice. I think that that's cool that you're a cheerleader for them. I am. 
standing out front. And the cool little secret about it is, you know, you can do a, uh, you can do your standard room or you can do water view. So those are your two kind of uh, choices to do mm-hmm. there. But water view is more money. And the secret is if you do standard view, you'll either get to see Hollywood Studios or Epcot from your room. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do water view, you can see Magic Kingdom way in the distance. But if you do just standard view, which is almost like it's a secret. It's like, I don't want Disney to know huh. what they know. Well, because maybe you shouldn't be talking about it on a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've talked about it before, giving, though. You're giving away too many secrets now. I've talked about it before. Take nope. this. You are, we're, we're, yeah, uh, they're going to be like, okay, now we're going to call it theme park view, and we're going to try right? for it. No, oh, but, no. but seriously, it's uh, it's a really cool secret. Do book standard view. Call ahead if you do book standard view and just say, I would like to request a higher floor room. Nice. And um, if you're on one side of the resort, like we've been on a couple times, you see Hollywood Studios, which is really cool because you can also get the Blizzard Beach in there over to the right. That's cool. If you're on the other side, you can see, um, you can watch Harmonious from your room. Like it's just, but it's a standard view. <laughs> so I don't know. It's a cool, that's a cool little, little secret there. So. See, and that's something as a local, I don't get to appreciate as much because it's very rare that it'll stay on property. I get to go right. home. Sure. But you know, the only time I really get to enjoy a property or a hotel is if I get last minute reservations to California grill. Yep, that's there you right. Go. There Which you go. There can't you go. complain about that. But but yeah. I love being on property. If I could move in, oh, fun fact: uh, Grand Floridian as they're renovating their rooms. See, I have a part of it now in my house. I literally have a desk that was in a Grand Floridian hotel. So technically, uh, I yes, I think I was talking to you. I was talking you to you the day you were buying it. Yes, I remember. That's right. You, so you sent me a picture when you're out buying it. Yeah, I did. So I I still have a part of Disney in my house, but I still don't get a chance to stay at the hotels as much as I like. Well, I have an ottoman from the Beach Club too, so I, and I and I use it down my basement. It's actually very it, came, it was very nice. I bought it from one of those stores. Oh, nice. Uh, so my uh, my let me jump to mine because yeah. we'll move on because I want to go to the things that that I, I don't like. Is better. Do we want to complain more? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but so because some of the things you guys have caught, you know, we've talked. To, I I think um, I really like the fact that what they're doing with Epcot. I, at first I was really worried about it, I, but I'm starting mm-hmm. to really like it. So that's, a, I'm going to skip you know that. Um, but I also want to talk about, this is again, controversial and a lot of people are going to, going to hate me for this, but <laughs> I like the fact that you have to book your park you're going to. And I yeah. just, I think it's going to help control the crowds better. I know people don't like it. They, they want that flexibility, but it's not that difficult. And really and truly, if you plan, you're planning your dinners, you're planning your, your, your rides, why not plan the park? Because it'll save those days. And I've been to those days. I've been to the days where they've closed the parks at a certain oh, time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if, if you know ahead of time, you don't waste your time going over there. You plan your day around it. I think it's so much easier. Cause again, if you pick, if you pick, the park you're going to, you can plan your, your dinner. You can plan mm-hmm. your food. You can plan everything together. I like that better. And again, I've talked to a lot of people and they complain about it, but I always go to them. Oh, well, what does it really matter? And they really can, they really don't have an answer. So I'm still mm-hmm. trying to find out what that, what's that answer for flexibility made for last minute. You know, you wake up, you know, I really don't want to go to Epcot. I want to go to magic kingdom. Okay. That's a tough one. They just go, not. just go at one o'clock. Though. But go. see, it's not, I'm going to, I'm going to throw a wrench in your system right there, Brian. I book my parks last minute all the time. And you're able to get them? All the time. See, that's great. I mean, I've literally, and this is going to sound ridiculous, I have literally forgotten that I booked, did not book a reservation, went to the gate at Epcot, and they were like, oh, sorry, did you book a reservation? I'm like, oh, my goodness, I thought I did. I'm so sorry. I must not have confirmed. Went in, tapped it. Okay, here you go. Blink right through. And um, I assume they they have to leave a certain buffer for those people. 
They there's have been to. There's been times, so when my best friend and her husband were in town last week, they were staying with me, and we were going to go to Epcot, and we decided we're going to maybe go to Magic Kingdom first, so we were switching stuff. At 2 o'clock in the morning, we switched one reservation, and then it was blacked out for another park. It was it was shut off. Wow. So we said, oh, no, gosh, okay, we'll just have to book the, the same park again. We went back to that same park on the reservation, and like 20 minutes later, I just planned around that I'm like, well, let's open back up again. But I think people see it and they go, oh, well, I shouldn't have to do this extra step. But I'm going, look, I have an annual pass to SeaWorld. I know how crazy that place gets. And you wait like four hours for stuff or for food or whatever. And they've not had a reservation system. So I'm, I, again, I'm on the fence. Like I told Brian earlier, I'm on the fence with it because I like that it's limiting the amount of people in the park. And well, yeah. No, well, I, I was just going to say, you know, Brian, you've mentioned this before, and we've talked about it, and not just for the guests, but all of the pluses that this system gives Disney. It gives Disney the ability and the freedom to move resources around to the yeah, areas planning, that need them planning, the, yeah, the most. And, uh, That's you know, a great like, feel. If, if, Ep- if Epcot's going to be more crowded, that, which, you know, this it's a bigger park. So that's probably not the best example, but, you know, whatever. You know the example. If this park's going to be more crowded than the next park, then we can shift more cast members over here to different areas. If The same thing with, like, reservations and dining, you know, being able to shift mm-hmm. people around and stuff like that. The same thing goes for the park reservations. If we know... And we being Disney, hey, if we know that one park's going to be more crowded, we can shift more resources there. We can do it's, it's just it's better metrics. It's better tracking. It's better. You know, we, you can track how many people are coming or, or have gone. And you can use that as statistics because you have these reservations. You have the system you can look back on. It's just great for for data nerds. And that's what you've got to be, you know, in, in theme park management. You have to be kind of data nerds. Well, you, have to extent, sure. you know. That's, you have that's to be able how to gonna, forecast. Absolutely. Yeah, planning, planning, mm-hmm. managing. They'll be able to do all that stuff and because they know it ahead of time. And it's only going to make the experience better. But people sometimes don't want to hear that. And they say, well, they're taking away my flexibility. And no, they're not. <laughs> and that's why I'm still, I, I, I do challenge people to come back and tell me, you know, what the big problem is because I don't see it. And I hope it stays. I don't know because I, I, I will tell you guys, I've heard a lot of people are complaining about this, but I don't think they understand it very well. And no one's actually sat down and explained it to them. They just think it's another thing that Disney's taken away from us, but it's not. Well, I just went in and made my reservation for Epcot for Wednesday, just because you guys inspired me to do so. so and, you, and you were able to do it, right? And you were able to do it. There you go. Yeah, easy and peasy. Yep. There you go. Awesome. Okay. All right. So that kind of wraps up the, I mean, any last little nugget, anybody wants to mention like this really good, Brian, do you have one? I mean, I just want to, all right. No, I think we got it. We covered the most. <clears throat> I, I think we did too. There's a lot of good things, and you know, there's. I think what what we have to just we have to understand, and hope, hopefully, a lot of other people understand is there's a lot of good change out there. Go, you know, people are. And I named this episode "Change Change Agents" because people are usually hesitant with change. The first thing people do whenever they hear that something's going to change, they get upset. Yep. Without really understanding what it is here. We're we're the we're some people that you know the three of us will get upset very easily if something changes that that that, that we you know, I'm nostalgic I want to I don't like when when things go away I, I still I'm still upset um, I I get off kilter still bothers me that we got they lost off kilter but but again I let it go I let it go I just I I calm down a little bit but Barely. a lot of the things <laughs> I bring it up a lot but but the, <laughs> most of the other things I look at it now and see okay maybe maybe that wasn't 
I, I did like it, but the change is actually for the good. And maybe mm-hmm. down the road, I'm going to like it more. So yeah. we always have to give it a chance and people don't like to do it. You know, we're just, that's just the human nature. We have yeah, to also, I think yeah, go ahead, Evan. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's, it's okay. Just, we also have to remember that, you know, we, we are, and, and gosh, this, this brings it pessimistic really quick. We are a dying breed. Like us, mm-hmm. us nostalgic people, we're, we're holding on to something and we forget that there is a, there's new generations, plural, coming up behind us. And that's why Disney does these changes to like either Happily Ever After or Enchantment or adding Moana the Journey of Water or adding the changing Maelstrom to Frozen, doing these things that where mm-hmm. the nostalgic Disney fan would think, well, why? But for the kids, which is the whole kind of purpose, right, is is that they have these movies and shows that we didn't have, right. but they have, and they want to see it at the parks when you bring your family, because what Walt wanted this to be the vacation destination. He wanted to be the, the kingdom you to go and escape reality, take your whole family and enjoy things. And so for the whole family to enjoy things, you mm-hmm. all, you can have things like the people mover and carousel of progress, but you also need to have things like Moana, the journey of water or Remy's right. Ratatouille adventure. You have to have, especially things. in Epcot because yes. the coolest thing to do in Epcot when, I mean, even when I was a kid and up until very recently was you could get a passport. That was it. You yeah. get the passport, you get the stamp or you could do kid cot and play with Sharpies and crayons. Yeah. And kid as much as I loved cut. it, I still love it. Um, and I collect stickers or a Duffy, the Duffy bear, you know, little poster thing, but there was nothing for kids. And until the last couple of years when they really started to push the festivals, yep. I wasn't a huge Epcot fan. Mm. And now Epcot's probably one of my favorite parks it's, because it's my favorite. Yeah, it's our favorite. Yeah, yeah. It's our favorite. I go my at family, least my, once my a entire week family. Yeah. Right. And my and, and mean, my daughters and my daughters are twenty three and they nice. they love Epcot. You know, Plus see if I go to La Cava, I know what I'm gonna get. I'm gonna yes. start my day off with a with a oh, bang. Yeah. We're, we're big La Cava fans now. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, uh, no, but that's 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 the thing. I, I I really feel that change is sometimes good. You know, sometimes it's bad, and sometimes it, we, I, I can I can attest to it. But right now, people, people just need have to give to it a try. It. Give it yeah. a try. Yes, that's a right. great that's a great way to look at it. Okay, so I'm done off my I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> no, no, I love it. No, you'll get back on in about three minutes. <laughs> I know. I but, all right, so let's let's take our five things we want to see change or turn. Narrow it down to two. Oof. And uh, let's try to let's try to fit these in here. So, <laughs> Heather, go go ahead with one this thing that you want to see changed or return, and we'll we'll go in rotation again. Okay, um, I guess I can hit the elephant in the room again. Like, just mention that one, and I can incorporate it with about three of my other ones. Bring back Pleasure Island for the love of God! Please bring back something Pleasure Island, Comedy Warehouse, Adventurers Club, the Beach Club, uh, Rock and Roll Beach Club, uh, tracks some kind of nightlife where people aren't just going. Okay, well, Disney Springs closes at eleven o'clock. There's nothing for us to do. Yes, they had to open up the liquor license, but there's not a lot of nighttime. What I've considered on my list classics, you know, Spectre Magic. Um, wishes, oh, wishes, my, you know, Main Street Electrical Parade. It just celebrated this huge anniversary. Disneyland's getting rid of it in like a month. Illuminations. Bring back yeah, the classics, um, even the holidays. Osborne Family, Spectacle of Dancing Lights. Bring back something that's not just, okay, the park's over, fireworks go home. Bye. Do something where the adults can go and play and it can have a whole other generation that appreciates it. Because yeah, so you're, that's, that's you're right about that. that. No, you're right about that because at, at night, you know, lucky you know there's there are a couple things that there's a couple places to go yeah. and i 
you know, I do, you know, good thing about the boardwalk is I, I love, I love, you know, I love going over to, to see the pianos. The, abracadabra. The, 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 I mean, the, the, the yeah. abracadabra, but also the dueling pianos too. Oh, sure. I love jelly rolls. that. Jelly I, jelly rolls. rolls. Yeah. I love jelly rolls. But mm-hmm. then that that's crowded because there's no other place to go. Right. 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 There really isn't. Or, um, kimonos, you can do, you can do karaoke at kimonos. That's another, yes. if you want to see me, uh, see me make a fool of myself, you can go over Ooh, there. But well, that's, I'm um, going to take you off property and I'm going to take you to Kitty O'Shea's across the street. That's where I'll there be. There you go. There you go. Um, I, I, I have no, I have no fear of, of karaoke, but that, that's, but there's not any other places. Sometimes it's, no. you know, there's no place to go. Where are you going to go? And the thing is, it's not like there's a lot of early morning things either. There's no, not like if you really, if you're an early riser in the morning, there's nothing going on. So I don't know what, you know, why they don't do that as much as they used to. Um, and I think maybe it could be right now because they just don't have enough people. No, it started a while ago because Pleasure Island, from my inside information that I had been provided, is there were a lot of bad, not yes. so legal things happening. And Disney decided they were going to open up the liquor license for all of Disney Springs, where at that point it was downtown Disney. So they wanted to be able to have people be able to walk from one end to the other with a drink. Does that make it better? I don't necessarily think so. Is it convenient now? Sure. But getting rid of all that entertainment, I have several people that are close friends of mine that were part of Comedy Warehouse, that were part of Adventurers Club. And, you know, even we'll even touch on the Grand Floridian Society of Orchestra. That was something I loved doing at night, too. You go over to the Grand Floridian, you'd sit, you listen to classical music or Disney jazz or something. And these guys are so dang talented. Now they're at Pilar's all over Disney, all over Orlando. But there's a whole generational gap that's going to completely lose out on having nighttime entertainment. Because, yes, Disney was built for families. But as a single female, Disney was also built for my friends. Disney was built for couples. It was built for a place that everyone is going to be able to accept, be accepted and have fun. But now I think it's a little too family friendly. But that's besides the point. No, <laughs> That's interesting. I'm because, off my soapbox now. Well, you <laughs> know, I'm... I'm maybe contrary to that. I mean, I'm not, I don't disagree with it. What I'm saying is I guess I get why they did it. Um, sure. But that doesn't mean that it's the right thing to do. Now I understand like if some not so legal things are happening and <laughs> w- whenever you start opening up that type of environment and atmosphere, mm-hmm. things like that start to gravitate towards it naturally. So I get why Disney would say, Hey, let's, let's shift our focus here a little bit. But the other things like Comedy Warehouse or Adventures <sighs> Club or the, the you know, like you said, the Grand Floridian Orchestra, those types of things mm-hmm. do not invite the illegal stuff. <laughs> like, no. That but is, you... That's fun, you know, just engaging. That's like, you know, like hoop de doo review at night. Or, oh, you, know, like some, you know, something like that that just mm-hmm. gets, can get the families involved if you have older kids that want to yeah. stay up. And it doesn't just have to be. Okay. Come on, yeehaw, now, Bob. Yeehaw, Bob. Like, oh, yeehaw, Bob. We love oh, yeehaw, Bob. He's a he's a he's a friend of the show, and and yeah. yeehaw, Bob is is great. Again, there's not as many things like that though. No. There's right. just there's just a couple. You know, there's I love going to yeehaw, Bob. But that's do you do you good. guys remember when Disney was saying they were going to open up Disney's Night Kingdom? Yes, I do. Yes, I yeah. so that's before no. Me. So okay, so I will give you the brief synopsis of what was going to happen. Originally, it was going to be on the parcel of land at Animal Kingdom in between Kilimanjaro Safari and Cali River Rapids. There was like a a pie-shaped piece of land. And what they were originally going to do is it was going to be like Indiana Jones-style Adventurers Club, whatever. You would go and check in in the lobby, and the lobby was literally the Adventurers Club. 
and you'd have the characters walking around, you'd be able to attend shows. And that was your check-in experience. And it was kind of like relocating Pleasure Island without having that club environment. And you could do all sorts of things like go zip lighting over the alligators or, you know, go into Festival of the Lion King for a cocktail. Like they were going to have so many cool interactive things that were going to be adult focused. But now it's not there. So what happens? People are hiring for their conventions. All the performers from Adventurers Club. I just went to a convention last year and they literally had them come out and just do a little bit of a performance, but sat down and talked. And it's interesting that they're still active as all could be all over Disney property, but Disney is missing out on a huge opportunity to have a whole other world open back up. And I hope we eventually get back to it. Yeah, And it might, because I, I, I see trends happening where it might get to that point, but I agree. Adventures club. I, I, I love that. I, I, oh, yeah. I miss that. That was one of my favorite things. Um, yeah. There were some crazy things and, and there, and you know, I've worked in clubs, I've, I've DJed in clubs and I, I saw a lot of things through the years, but you can control it too with the right, with the right amount of management and the right, and the right approach, you can control oh, yeah. that. And, and they could have done that, Evan. I think sometimes it got out of hand and it did because a lot of, you know, people would just crowd it. Like a lot of international crowds would come in and mm-hmm. they're mostly, they, uh, they stay up late and it used to get out of hand. And that was what I noticed the most where that was, you know, it was usually the international crowds that were going nuts. Or the underage drinkers because they'd sneak it in in the elevator. They'd sneak drinks um, up in Rock and Roll Beach Club. (laughs) Uh, But if it was managed correctly, like, again, I've been to places that are managed well, and you could could keep that element out. You could do that. You could make sure it's a safe place to go because if it was – it would be, it would just add some, and you know, what's funny thing about it is more people would stay up late and then in the morning, the people, the early risers would have less, you know, there'd be less people up in the morning and I bet you right. the, <laughs> the parks would be more open in the morning. Yeah. Um, I, I, I foresee that. I, I look at like jelly rolls and, and mm-hmm. abracadabra. Those places are great, but even there, you know, you have to go out of your way to get there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not in a very yeah. accessible place. And I think Atlantic dance hall, are they, are they closing oh. that down? Atlantic Dance Hall has always been the same exact thing. So it opened up. It was They had a live swing band. You could learn how to swing dance, and it was so much fun. It was so much fun. I remember that. And then they stopped it, and then they made it like a dance party for DVC members. <laughs> and yeah. then I do remember now, when, when, DVC, mm-hmm. her, when DVC herself used to have the game show. I remember that. Yep. Yeah. And so they had, and it's a beautiful space. And now the only time that I've been to it is as a guest of the Disney Snowball, which is the Disney Christmas party for their cast members. Oh, it was open. My last trip, it was open. Actually, you can go well, in. You can go in. We went in there one night. We went to Jelly Rolls and we went over to. But the it's dance not. Ball. It's not necessarily the same club. No, it's no, more it's of, not. It's, it's like a video dance party, very yeah. similar it to was empty, how too. H- it was yeah. empty. Oh yeah. I think it's just an afterthought at this point because it's a beautiful space and it's a great location, but I don't make it a destination. I consider that more like, okay, a convention rented that out or there's a private event, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a beautiful space. Beautiful. And again, I think that they are missing out on an opportunity. And I hope now that we're kind of, um, I don't want to say reinventing the wheel here, but now that Disney is bringing some stuff back and seeing truly what people need. And I have friends that are the directors or the casting people of this and, um, it's so interesting to see that the entertainment portion is coming back. Yeah. I just hope it comes back and then kind of blows our minds. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. So that's a, that's a good one. I'm going to jump in next. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to consider, and Brian, you're going to be so proud of me, but I'm <laughs> going to consider what would be another elephant in the room of things that needs to change. And that is genie plus. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> this is, um, 
you know, I, I had, I'm sure all three of us have had experience with Genie Plus. Obviously, Heather, I know you have being a local mm-hmm. and, and I did on my last trip with our family and Brian did on his last trip. And, and there was, there's just problems. There's just, yeah. there's just back house IT issues with the app. There's, there's glitches. And Brian, I know you can speak more to that aspect of it since you're a, the tech guy, but just the, <laughs> the usability of this app is just it makes engagement difficult. And Wait, there's it, usability of the app. Oh uh, well, it's, sorry, it's terrible. I just pulled out no. my my big my big dictionary word, you know, trying to kind <laughs> of be more appealing. <clears throat> but anyways, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's 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 frustrating to say the least. And you know, I, I was just, I remember t- texting with Brian or something. It was you know one morning at you know all the things that you have to do at seven a.m. now at Disney. Mm-hmm. You know you have to. Well, yeah, brush your teeth at 7 a.m. You have to don't get forget up at, to join the virtual queues. Yeah, it's that's 7 a.m. That's, and my, pet peeve. that's my pet peeve right now. It's it's that our vacation is based on a five to ten minute window of time in the morning. That determines get, your whole get, day. It mm-hmm. determines your whole day and sometimes your whole vacation because if you only have one day to do, if you, again, if you have, we're going back to the park reservations. If you yep. have a park reservation on a day that you need to get a certain ride and you can't get it from that five to 10 minutes. What's the point of going to that park? Yeah. And, and uh, Heather, when, one of the things, uh, I don't know if you, you, ever, you heard that episode when we talked about it, when I was there one day where uh, at the boardwalk where, where the, um, Internet went down that day. Wi-Fi went down. For oh like yeah. That's all. That's a constant minutes. thing. Mm-hmm. It was, it was bedlam. Bedlam, mm-hmm. you know, people, go, people going nuts, and it was crazy because it ruined their day. I guarantee mm-hmm. you, it did. And, oh, yeah. and that you can't base, you can't base somebody's vacation on that. And second of all, the other, my other pet peeve is that you're gonna, people are sticking their heads in their phone all day long, walking around the parks, and they're gonna start bumping into people. The more, and more well, my favorite is when they're walking and then they just stop right in the middle of the walkway. Oh yeah, that's, and I'm that's like, my favorite. Would you take a car and just stop in the middle of the road because that's what you're doing? <laughs> yeah. Or my my favorite like passive aggressive thing to do, and please don't judge me on this, but it's true. You talk about people with their head, your heads into their phones, so they're not looking up, and they're making a beeline straight for you, and I just go, look out, or watch out, or look up, and they jump. And then they realize that they're not being smart walking through a massive crowd. Yes, it is Disney. Yes, you're supposed to be protected and safe. But there's a lot of people going on and going around. And there's some, like, weird stuff where you can just, like, rub against somebody that's really sweaty. And you're not going to want to be, you know, there the rest of the day. You're going to want to go home and take a shower. But look up from your phones. Enjoy that you're in the middle of the number one tourist destination in the world and surround yourself with magic. Take the break that you're supposed to take while you're there. Yes, I'm guilty of being on my phone. Yes, I maybe sometimes take my work meetings in the contemporary and find a nice hidden spot. But you know what? As soon as I'm done, I turn my phone off. I go on Haunted Mansion. I find a way around working and making sure the magic is still safe. Yeah, you you have to. It's a forced thing to do that yes. though, Heather. Disney does not make it easy for you to disconnect from your device right no. now. And GD Plus GD Plus also, and going back to what you said, Evan, and, and I'm gonna say from the tech part of it, it wasn't tested properly. The UI is terrible. I agree. The UI is terrible. And I know that they have to design things to handle immense, immense volume. And I know that. They have immense amounts of uh, uh, an immense amount of data going in and out of the phone at band crazy bandwidth. And I know that. That's part of the, you know that's part of their problem. They, so they had to spend time doing that, and whatever they did, they figured out most of that. But then they left so much on the on mm-hmm. the table that they didn't they didn't make it that user friendly of it. And no one there's I rarely see anybody ever say I love Genie Plus. It, nope, it doesn't never. happen. 
I got it for free when they first started um, launching it as an annual pass holder. I used it and I hated it. And, you know, what happens if you don't have a phone? What happens if you don't have a mobile device or any kind of tech? Or what happens if you're overseas? We have a lot of international guests and you don't have international broadband. And the Wi-Fi is not working in the parks or it's not going to let you onto your phone. What do you do? We used to, so we would try to do something through MDX Mm. and try to do a virtual queue, but I would do it directly in front of a blue umbrella or a guest services and be like, hi, do you see that it's saying something has gone wrong? Please try again. But this is what I'm trying to do. And they would have to go in the system and open it up. And I just, I, it's the bane of my existence. Genie plus and even lightning lane, not a fan. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that is my biggest thing that, that needs to change. And, and, and I'll just, you know, and this is coming from me being, I'm a, I'm a very techie guy. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm the guy at the virtual queue that in the mornings I have my, my work phone on world clock with seconds. And I have, you know, my phone with MDU just ready to hit vert join queue right at that mark. Right. But, uh, so when I should not be sitting in my resort (laughs) room, starting at 6.40, trying mm-hmm. to purchase Genie Plus for the day and not get it till 6.59, and I'm freaking out. Yep. And, I, and that happened one day. The, the oh button just wasn't working. And mm-hmm. I just closed the app out, reopen it up, you know, force close so it. you take a screenshot and you go right to guest services. Yeah, and that, I was about to do that. And, and then finally it works and it was fine. But it's just so much is hinging on such yeah. a short window of time and, and it, it changes people's vacations. And, you know, now, can you not do it? Of course, you can. You can have resort days. You can. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and look, I, we, my, my wife and I are going to take. We're going to take a little anniversary trip at the very end of August. Nice. We're going to say three days at Saratoga Springs. We're only going to do one park day. We're just going to enjoy the resorts, enjoy relaxation. Saratoga is beautiful. It's so beautiful, and so, like, you can do Disney without the parks, but the Absolutely. majority of people do the parks and they rope drop to close. And that's just what a lot of people do. I I know that's not the right way to do it, Heather, but that's what a lot of people do. Okay. But, um, and so when you're doing that and you're dependent on this technology and and what Disney markets to you, uh, which, you know, the average guest books, they trip themselves. They don't know as much as they should. Mm -hmm. They are succumbed to Disney's marketing and emails that they get from Disney to help you try to plan your vacation, to set up MDE, to look at genie plus, you know, without, having some sort of like travel agent or Disney or a podcast or something that you listen right. to, you, you're, you're not as ahead of the game as people are. And you shouldn't be that way when you're spending all the money that you're spending. No, and but, you know, you bring up a good point. You've got podcasts, you've got marketing, you've got emails, you've got a travel agent, if you've got a travel agent, but then you also have like Facebook groups and I'm part of, you know, Facebook groups, but yeah. then so many people like, jump on people and they're just not kind oh yeah they're like how dare you ask such a stupid question how, like devious people alone if you have more experience instead of taking the 10 seconds that you said to chastise them help them well yeah and then right. you can and you can do your research and a lot of people oh, sure. a lot of people wait to the last minute though and that's yeah. a problem but just the same thing is if i'm going to bora bora I'm sorry, but I'm going to do my research before I go to Bora right. Bora. I'm not just going to go there and get off the plane. And that's what people do at Disney. Which they, they always cracks me up. They go, "I'm going to, I'm going to Walt Disney World." Are you, I'm, mm-hmm. No, I'm going to Disneyland. Oh, you are? You going to California? No, I'm going to Disneyland in Orlando. No, right. that's Disney World. Disney World. Okay, that's where well, Harry Potter you, is. Have you yeah, planned? Right? Your, have you planned your? Have you planned your your dinners yet? Nope. Have you Have you done anything about your rides? Have you Nope. Have you done Genie uh, Plus? Nope. Uh, I'm just going to go there and and, and wing it. And they yeah. have a terrible time and they Goodbye. wonder why. Would you do that right. if you went to Bora Bora? Would you do that if you went to France? No, you would not. You would no, be but here's the trips. thing. 
Yes, but here's the thing too, is that it's not necessarily just the people that are coming here for their first time or their second time. You have these people that are doing it and they're here 10 times a year, 15 times a year, and they're yeah, still forgetting to that's plan. Right. That's and they're right. going, well, I'm a Disney expert. I know what I'm doing. And then they sit here and I listen to them <laughs> complain when I'm standing in line at guest services for something. And they're throwing a fit, yelling at the cast members. By the way, PSA, do not yell at cast members. The nicer you are to the cast members, the more they appreciate you. And the more they're willing to just be like, you know what? You're really cool. Thanks for not being rude and they to didn't, me today. And they're not the cause of the problem. No. You know, the person right. waiting in line is not the cause of the problem. I'm, I'm going to share a fun, fun story, Brian. I don't even know if I told you this part, but. So last Wednesday, um, my, my traveling party and I, we were on Frozen, and Frozen got frozen. Truly. We got stuck in a scene. I saw the picture. Yes, I did. Oh, I did. yes. Brian saw the picture. I'm sure you saw the videos. So we're, we're stuck in a scene. That's fine. I've never emergency evac any ride in any of the time I've ever been at any theme park my whole life. And I go quite often. And I'm always jealous because I'm like, that sounds really cool. Um <laughs> But we have these two really fantastic cast members, Johnny, and I can't remember the girl's name, but she was so sweet. And we're sitting there and we had somebody who's in a wheelchair in their part in our party. And I have a sprained ACL. But in order to get the wheelchair out of the boat, we have to wait for Reedy Creek to come, the paramedics and firefighters that are on property. So they evacuated the boat that was ahead of us and we have, we can't get out. Now there's a party in front of us and they are so nice and we're all apologizing. We're so sorry. They won't let anybody out without Reedy Creek being here just in case the boat shifts. We're so sorry, but we're all sitting there and just having a good time and just randomly singing frozen songs. And the cast members just kept saying, thank you so much. Thank yeah. you so much. But why? Well, most people just yell at us. Why yep. did you break the ride? Right. And it just blows my mind. Be nice to cast members because, because they, they are just humans. We they talk about that all the time. They don't break the rides. I mean, and sometimes they, they might. But... No, they would never do that. See, that's uh, yeah, that's that's a see. I'm the kind of person who will if some if I see somebody say something like that to a cast member, I am going oh. to challenge them. Yes, they, right there. I'm I'm sorry, and I've be done kind. that before. Yeah. Behind. All right, Brian, you're up. Okay, we, I want to one. You do one. We got to zoom through the last yes. one. We'll all do this. Right. It's gonna be two. It's gonna be one really quick, and then the other one. I'm gonna really just. Yeah. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a one that really bothers me. Okay. Off do it. No, first kidding. off. <laughs> first off. Yeah. It, it's. It's. No. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go to off kilter again. I'm just kidding. Okay. Oh no. 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 <laughs> um, here you go. We need more characters in Galaxy's Edge. We really mm -hmm. do. There's not enough characters. They need more characters. That's and yeah. then also, why are there no characters in Pandora? And and that is because <laughs> if you remember how when it when originally was, they were showing pictures of it. They had a couple of Navi sitting there mm -hmm. with shovels. I'm like, this is gonna be so cool. Yep. And there's never a single Navi in there uh, except for the broken one in the in the in the river ride. Um, <laughs> you don't really see them. So that's one thing. Okay, but that's not it. Um, here's here's what I want to say. There is right now an oversaturation of Dole Whips. I think that <laughs> there are too many variations of one of the best things that ever, ever came out of, of Walt Disney World. You remember there was a time where we used to be able to say, you could only get a Dole Whip in yep. three places in the world. You can get it in Hawaii at the Dole Plantation. You can get it at Disneyland or you can get it at Disney World. Mm -hmm. And that is it. You cannot get it. And then, then they moved it over to the Polynesian. Okay. So now there was four places that you can mm -hmm. get them. And that's it. You couldn't get it anyplace else. And that was a cool thing. And yeah. then now it became popular. And then they made they made Christmas ornaments of the Dole Whip. <laughs> and they did all these different things. And 
you know, and there's so many different flavors. And let me tell you something, guys. If they come out with a pumpkin spice dough no. whip this year, I will no. revolt. <laughs> me too. I will I protest. Hate pumpkin spice. I will, <sighs> I will protest in front of Walt Disney World. I love it. We will not. Pumpkin no, plates, it will be the worst ever version of <laughs> Dole Whip. But it's just, why are they doing it? It's a great thing the way it is. There's no, re- if you don't like pineapple, then go get something else. Right. But do not make a variety. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't like Dole. I don't like pine- pineapple. So you know what? Make a raspberry um, licorice one and put it like, Ew, licorice. Why, Ew. Why, well, like that's not like the yeah. Ursula one they came out with. Ugh. No, don't, don't get me. Don't, don't, I want to, I don't want to talk about that licorice beer in Morocco. One of the worst oh, things I've ever had. No, I don't want to go there, <laughs> but, but that's it. I think, why are there so many versions of Dole Whip? Please yeah. do not do that. You're ruining a good thing. Well, Disney said, Brian, we heard you and we're just going to take you, everything of what you just said. We're going to open up swirls no on the water. There we're going to open up swirls on the water at, at Disney Springs and sell like 15 different kinds of Dole Whip. <laughs> Ooh, see, that's kind of cool though. Uh- <laughs> yeah, it is. It was, that's my one. That really strong. bothers me. I'm sorry, guys. That really bothers me. And I, it's a stupid thing, but it pisses me off like big time. Oh, <laughs> I bet. All right. Should I should I go, go ahead, fast? There. I'll go fast. Yep. Uh, another elephant in the room. Bring back some regular APs, please. The annual passes. I had that on my list too. Yeah. Like I was very fortunate and also probably stupid for keeping my pass active through COVID. But I was like, you know what? I'm not going to give it up. I've already had it this long. I'm going to be there opening day. I'm going to do this. And I, when I renewed, it was time to renew. I got my sorcerer's pass and I was a happy camper. My mom she is dying to get to the parks. It's $140 to go to one park for one day. Yeah. Why? And she works like 99.9% of the people that live here or, you know, anywhere in the world. If you're working, can you go Monday through Thursday? Sometimes right. Friday with blackout dates? No. Let them buy stuff. It's Florida residents and DVC members right now. But there's no options. And to add on to the annual passes, Bring back tables in Wonderland, oh, or at least, please. or or at least a dining plan. Do I want, something. I Go need, ahead. I need tables in Wonderland back. Yes. I totally need it back. That's bring that's, them back. I loved that. Oh, I love that. It was great, but like now that you obviously see that people are coming to the park in droves. Yes, everybody is there. It's massive. But think about how much easier it'll be for your service staff, for your restaurants. Yeah, they're packed up, but you know what? If you got tables in Wonderland or you've got a dining plan they're at least going to have a reservation and they're not going to stiff you and they're not going to sell you out. and They're not going to stand you up because that's a lot of people are going, you know what? I, I'm going to get into the park. I'm going to make a reservation for whatever. Let's go through Tony's town square. I made a reservation. Oh my, I can cancel my reservation within 24 hours. I'm not even going to cancel it. I'm going to move it till tomorrow because they don't want to go. It's too hot. There's too many people. They're upset, whatever. So the restaurants have a table People are now waiting or they're booked up and they can't get in. Mouse dining is going, here, here you go. Here's a reservation. Just let the dining plan happen. It was so much easier. Tables in Wonderland, way easier. And just get the APs in. That's that's all I have to say on the matter. I am done. No, you're good. <laughs> okay, good so my last one, I'm, <laughs> I'm so glad that you, uh, so my last one, then, then we'll kind of end it out here. But yeah. What you brought up, Heather, with APs, not only do I have annual passes, we're talking about things that need to change or return. How about returning annual passes? But something that needs to change too, Brian and I talked about this a little bit before, but you take, there's two groups of people. Well, if you want to count Golden Oak and Club 33, there's really like this whole (laughs) other echelon of people. Let's talk about regular people that take the extra step of investment in Disney property. And that is 
Disney Vacation Club owners and mm-hmm. annual pass holders. Yes. You have these two groups that are your run-of-the-mill people who just decide, I'm going to take an extra investment in either DVC or, or APs. And I just want to see Disney do a little bit more for these two groups of people. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Yes, you get dining discounts. Yes, you get little perks. Yeah. There. You get some Moonlight We get magics. dining discount, but then we get an 18% gratuity added. Yeah, well, you get dining discounts with a Ch- Disney Chase Visa, too, and anybody can get that. So, I mean, yeah. like, it's... I'm not complaining because you do get some stuff, but like how, especially DVC owners, like, you know, DVC owners. We used you know, to have so many perks. Right. Oh, we used to have, they used to give this little card and it would fold out and it had all the perks you got, right? like free well, valet parking and all these oh, different yeah. things. You're, you're talking one by about- one, they would just go away, go away, go yeah. away, go away. So my family has owned DVC since 1994 because my mother and stepfather got married on Disney property. And the way that we used it was to get like a grand villa over at Elkie yes. West. Yeah. And it was great. And we loved it. Now, a couple of years ago, my grandmother passed away and it's moved into, obviously, my mother is the executor of this, the estate. Right. So why can't we use DVC the way it's supposed to be used? We can't access the Disney Vacation Club lounge. We don't get any invites into any of the membership, but you know what? We're paying maintenance fees. We're paying annual fees. We're still paying everything. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, Whoa, because, hold on. Because, yeah. because it's not in, oh, yeah. it's in her name, not your name. Because, nope, because, so my grandmother's name was on it. My mom is obviously the executress of the estate, but she's um, an authorized user. So she's she's the person that's able to, like, we can book stuff. We've been on, like, DCL, right. we've been on cruises, but we can't access the lounge because it's not in my mom's name. So now we have to go to probate and move the DVC stuff, which my mom's been paying for for years. Actually, they've been, my mother, my oh uncle, my and my grandmother gosh. paid all at when they were all contributing to it since 94. (sighs) And even though we've been paying towards it, we still have to pay like $3,000 more just to change the name over. So we can actually start taking care of the DVC perks that we're getting. Oh, wow. Okay. Hold on. I thought, I thought that like when, you know, that was one of their, their selling points that like when someone died, it went to the next family member, but but it did as far as you can put stuff, but it's not going to, but it's it's like, it's not going to go like, right to their name nope it doesn't go to their name it stays in the estate of oh we have our we have gosh. ours we have our our kids and ours so hopefully it mm-hmm. goes to them okay it, it'll go to the estate of at least that's what we've been experiencing and we've been dealing with this for almost four years it's that's been insane it's crazy but yeah. i agree i want the dvc discounts and annual pass holders let me tell you something i don't care about some silly little magnet or waiting online for a magnet no who cares Give us about an that stupid magnet I, I, all these yeah. people they worry yes. about the magnet they get oh my, well, because the they sell them online they yeah. because well, everyone's flipping and stuff. that's all you get <laughs> yep. yeah, but like that's that's what i'm saying is you especially dvc owners you have the people who've decided to make the most in, investment i mean they're calling you owners so they, right. they're trying to get you on this this mindset that you own a piece of the magic. But you and, never will. <laughs> but, but, but to do that, you not only okay, yes, does it save you money in the long run if you're if you're high moderate to deluxe vacationers? And yes, yes, it will definitely save you money. So the saving money aspect, there's that. But then the the perks thing, it's just I don't even know what it is. I can't even really put my finger on it. Not not just dining discounts or stuff like that. Like the moonlight magic stuff, but like, give us, give more of that to DVC owners. You are just, I don't know. I just, I heard, I heard that. Yeah. Again, I'm not, I don't want to justify anything, but I heard that there's going to be some changes with DVC because I think a lot of people are complaining about this. That they, we used to, we used to get a lot of perks, a lot of perks. And it was just, it was so cool. 
and then then they just went away. And there's they at least you bring back half of them. And and somewhere yeah. along the line they're going to have to do that because people are going to start selling them or get getting rid of them, and they're not going to use them the same way. They got to realize this is returnable revenue. This there's a reason that you, if you're a DVC person, what they do is they basically are guaranteeing that you're going to come back and spend more money. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What about what annual pass holders? Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Same thing. <laughs> Yeah. And I, I probably spend more than the average person on vacation because I remember years ago, it was the average family of four spent $2,000 for a, a weekend, right. including tickets and food and souvenirs. What about the, you know, annual pass holders? That's nothing. I get, oh, wow. I that mean, was, that was about 10 years yeah, ago. Right. I want to yeah. tell you, I want to tell you from my last trip, I think, I don't even know what my, my food bill was like. I think our food bill was like so what you're saying is you're buying dinner next time. No, okay. we're, we're big. That's, yeah, what, that's no. what he said. He said, no, yeah, I will, I will, I will. We're, we're, but you know, we, we, my family is, is big on the, you know, like the Shulas and, and the fancy oh, places yeah. now, but I mean, yeah, no, I spent a lot, but I, but I, I just assumed it. I, so I budgeted for it. So I did it, but yeah, $2,000, it doesn't go anywhere anymore. But see now I'm there. I mean, I was just there this weekend for food and wine. I was there five times this past week, just so you guys know. And it was mostly food and wine. I don't think I went into any other park. I went into Magic Kingdom once just to ride Haunted Mansion because that's my home. But, <laughs> but I spent at least every, every day, probably close to $100 just in food and drink. And if yeah. I'm at Epcot and I'm hanging out with, you know, Triple D or yeah. I'm hanging out with friends, we're spending a lot more. Right. But we're not getting anything for it. We're still being, you know, I don't want to say chastised for being locals and being there, but I, I don't feel that there's yeah. a value to being an annual pass holder right now, except we can get merchandise, like exclusive merchandise. That's about get, it. You know, give a lounge in every park for DVC mm-hmm. members, maybe even an annual yeah. pass holder lounge here yeah. or there. Like give give something else special that that really and maybe that's and we, I know that's what Disney thinks is I don't have to entice them. They're already coming we, by the drugs. Even the, right. even the but, DVC one was like when I took you Evan, when I took you up to the lounge, it was only like half the lounge because it was yeah. all locked off. I felt yeah. bad taking you there because I was like, this is not the cool place that I normally <laughs> well, go to. And, you know, as annual pass holders, and I know you guys are talking DVC, we used to get it as DVC too. Magic bands. We were yeah. getting yep. free magic bands and we yep. were getting a slider. If you were a Disney Vacation Club member, you got a slider that says DVC member. If you're an annual pass holder, you get a slider that says that. Sliders like, that like White Castle sliders? No, now I'm hungry. No, no they, they were just oh, a little like the things on your wrist. Okay, I thought, yeah, yeah, like a little. Impressive. They they would slide. You can tell I'm hungry. I'm slided. Yeah, right. Um, my food's waiting. It's fine. I'm deviating. Uh, yes. <laughs> I know. Like, <laughs> like we don't even. They used to give pins, um, like collectible DVC pins or buttons. Yep. Nothing anymore. And that um, stuff is so cheap. Like those magnet pins are probably made somewhere for like seventy-two cent a piece. Like, well, just, they're more just... worried about making magnets that you can create virtual reality around on your My Disney Experience app. Oh, which oh, it's cool to see Mickey like jump out of the magnet and go back into the magnet. But like, I'm not going to sit in front of the thing the entire time. And God forbid that you put a magnet on your car because it's not going to be there. Two days. Yeah, it's, it's gone. <laughs> yep. Our, my, actually, our DVC ones just got stolen off our car recently. Oh, so, yeah, no. like I, I have to go get more. But anyway. I mean, nobody can steal my license plate, or at least they haven't yet, because I have the Magic Hero. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. The yeah. Give yeah. Kids the World, or uh, Disney, whatever, Make-A-Wish Foundation, that one. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um, but I have that on there, and, you know, nobody could take that from me. I'm still that Disney girl, but, like, I don't want a magnet. Thanks, but no. Yeah, exactly. Well, Let's try to wrap it up here. Um, <laughs> on a positive note. <laughs> on, on a positive note, yeah. D- Heather, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. We, this is like, um, you know, uh, Brian and I, We, 
I, I would just lie and say that we do a lot of a, a huge amount of planning, uh, but we don't. We <laughs> no, just get on and we just talk, and it always turns out good. And and, and it did. It was like it 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 just was natural. It just when with you on, it was natural, and well, we just appreciated it. it. Was the banter was great? Um, I enjoyed the topics. I enjoyed you know talking about things that we like that Disney's done, and some things that we'd like to see come back or change that are mm-hmm. different. I think it's important to kind of um, not just praise Disney all the time because, hey, we have a Disney podcast. We love Disney, but also challenge them some. Say, hey, they here's, some, feedback. here's yeah. some stuff that, that uh, you know, these people and we're these people, you know, that are taking <laughs> the investment in in your your brand, your parks, mm-hmm. your experiences to uh, to listen to us to change. So um, uh, Heather, then Brian, any closing thoughts? Yeah, there's a reason why we do these podcasts. And, and this is we do this because we love Disney. We love these things and we love talking about these things. But there are also some things that bother us and there's no there's no harm in that. And again, we we talked about the people that complain a lot. When we're there, we don't complain. We we understand we're there for a reason. We love it. But we also know there's ways it can be better and sometimes people have to listen. I think sometimes, you know, I wish Disney would listen a little bit more to some of the people and maybe to the right people. Right. And not, you know, not get rid of talking Mickey because somebody complained because they did. <laughs> like that kind of stuff. But I'm happy they got rid of the automatic photo pass because that yes, that was no good. But, <laughs> but, but see, like little things like that, mm-hmm. I, I think down the road, the right people, there has to be, I don't know who does the voice of Disney, Disney people. Um, but I don't know if they're listening to the right people sometimes, and maybe they need to listen to us more often because I have a lot of ideas and I know I could help them with <laughs> Genie Plus because I design those things and I can do better, much better job, but um, I want to do that. But anyway, yeah, Evan, I think this has been a great conversation and Heather, I, I super appreciate you joining. No, I appreciate um, and, you guys letting me is, come in. This is great. And, um, you know, this I love that you prepared. There was all good stuff, and I know. Yes, I did yeah. give you a heads up, but still, That's it okay. was good. It was good. That you did, I would have been able that. to rattle off twenty more. I know and you would have. I know you would have. And but here's my thing too: is I always take the the pride in getting onto a podcast like this because we get to protect people, we get to advocate for people, and we get to share our passion for what we love, whether it's something we're complaining about or something we're happy about, because it helps prepare people and it kind of clicks a light on and goes, you know what? Yep. That's something that I never would have thought of. Or yeah, what a great idea. Or wow, what a cool trick or tip. Because it's things that people don't necessarily think because you can't just Google all the answers. Sometimes you need a real person behind those words. And that's why I really appreciate being able to share my stories and be able to hang out with you guys tonight because it really is, it's magic. And yeah. Disney brings us together. I would have never met you guys if it wasn't for Disney. And I think y'all are rad. So there you, there you, go. Go. There you go. Awesome. Well, you. While you're at it, Heather, t- tell everybody where they can find you. At Disney at the Haunted Mansion every now and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. All the time. Well, Wednesday I'll be at Epcot. No, um, so locally here in Orlando, I actually created a support group that we are going to be hopefully going nonprofit this year. Um, it is called Still Serving. It supports locally owned and operated restaurants and event venues in Central Florida. You can find us on stillservingflorida.com. If you want to listen to my voice, or see my face, uh, you're more than welcome to do so every, uh, usually every Wednesday night about 7 p.m. on the Chaos Network. We are the sideshow, myself and Willow Skyler. We talk about all sorts of crazy fandoms. Last week we did a Stranger Things episode oh, yeah. and we went way down the rabbit hole. Um, but no agenda, usually just kind of a round table. We encourage people to write in and talk to us because this is all about 
making new friends, keeping the old, uh, <laughs> going through the Girl Scouts apparently. But this is truly our time to reach out to as many people as possible because technology is allowing us to. So that's where you can find me. You can find me on Instagram. I don't really update it, but if you feel like taking a look at some cool Disney photos, Heather underscore in underscore underland, uh, and you'll see all of my cool stuff. And I'll probably try to post a photo of my grand flirty and Destiny lives in my house now. There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Heather and Brian, Thanks, of course. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Just go to the groups and search for A Spoonful of Podcast Spoonie Nation. You can find us on Instagram, on Twitter. You can email us info at aspoonfulofpodcast.com. Just put off kilter in the subject line and it'll go straight to Brian. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, bring back off kilter, please. Right? Uh, yeah, there you I go. Know. I know. But, uh, I so, agree. Yeah. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, we really appreciate the ratings, the, the star reviews. It just helps us, helps grow our community. It helps reach out to other people. Um, but as always, broadcasting from the backside of water. Until next time, we'll see you then. Bye. Take care, everybody. Ah, there you are. And just in time. There's a little matter I forgot to mention. Beware of hitchhiking ghosts. <laughs> they have selected you to fill our quota, and they'll haunt you until you return. Now I will raise the safety bar, and a ghost will follow you home. <laughs> Thank you for listening to A Spoonful of Podcast. You can find show notes, ways to follow us on social media, and all episodes on a spoonfulofpodcast.com. Now that you've experienced the magic, it's time for the most dangerous part of our podcast, The Return to Civilization. Mm-hmm. <laughs>